up on a special edition of Inside the NRL. Origin two teams are in. Mitchell Pearce has been ruled out. So who have the Blues gone with in the halves? No Jairo means Kevy has had to do some reshuffling of his own. And we hear from Brad Fittler live as the Blues prepare to head west. You're watching the State of Origin special edition of Inside the NRL. Thanks for tuning in. The Queensland Maroons and New South Wales Blues teams have dropped for Game 2 over in Perth. Host of changes for both sides, but particularly the New South Wales Blues. Seven changes for that side. Michael Chamis, Jamie Soward here to dissect and pull apart what has happened in some breaking news over the last few minutes. What, what's the biggest changes, I guess, are you expecting, Jamie? Well, I mean, Latrell Mitchell is the main talking point. He was uh, relieved of that left centre position. Jack Whiten is going to take over that spot over there on that left-hand side. Uh, Blake Ferguson in. You can see all the changes there. Daniel Safidi. But for me, I like the look at this team. I think this team can go and get the job done over in Perth. Probably the biggest surprise for me is Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, OK. Few changes there. Let's talk about the Queensland side now as we get that up on screen. They've only got two changes. They are going as is. Um, Dylan Napa going into that starting role. Jared Wallace comes in and Tim Glasby in for the injured. Joe Offerhand-Gowie uh, and, of course, a ligament ankle damage yeah. for Jai Arrow. Yeah. Yeah, look, that's as expected, that team. I don't think there's too many surprises there. Obviously, Dylan Napa moves to the starting side and the two guys who we all thought, Christian Walsh, unlucky to miss out, but as we expected with the Maroons. Yeah. Biggest news out of all those talking points, though, is no Latrell Mitchell. Huge. Was that the right decision to have him out of the side? Oh, I'm dumbfounded, to be honest with you. I can't believe they've gone without him. He's their biggest attacking weapon outside of James Tedesco. He was their best player in, in, in game one last year and obviously broke into the rep scene last year with what he did. I'm, I can't believe what Freddie's gone with here. I, I know Jack Whiten has had a great start to the year, but Latrell Mitchell, Queensland, will be so happy that he's not in that team. He's, I know he was off game one, but... What they've done now, by, risk, by taking him out of that side, we're talking, Freddie wants a happy and, and he wants him to sort himself out off the field. But this is going to do, this is going to do Latrell Mitchell no good. It does New South Wales no good. I, I, I just can't understand the thinking behind it. I know Tom Trebojevic has to come in and he should come in. But Latrell Mitchell has earned the right to another chance in this team and he hasn't got it. I, I think New South Wales are weaker now for having dropped him. Jamie, we heard earlier in the week Dylan Napa say when Latrell Mitchell a couple of weeks ago played his best game, everybody wanted to be his best friend. A few weeks later, he plays a couple of not his best games and then we talk about dropping him from origin. He has been dropped from origin. How would you deal with that mentally? You've been through a similar situation. Well, I, yeah, I was lucky enough to play the full series. Uh, Latrell's you know, won a grand final, played in a winning series last year. I was surprised that they didn't give him another chance, but Freddie's obviously seen something that he didn't like in, in Latrell's game at the moment. That's not to say that he won't ever play for New South Wales again. Uh, and they bring Jack Whiten, who's very good defensively, has been very sound on that left edge for the Canberra Raiders this year. And the combination on that left-hand side now with Addo Carr, he must think that defensively they can be a bit stronger and that he maybe brings something a little bit different than Latrell. Oh, that was probably the biggest surprise. But... As New South Wales fan, we've got to get behind this team. This team is still a very, very good team. Maybe one or two changes haven't gone the way that we thought. But you look down, these guys are in, in form and I'm, I'm happy that they've picked. Yeah, OK. Let's have a listen to the coach, Brad Fittler, who spoke to media a little while ago. 
Freddie, uh, you couldn't contact him verbally before game one. You had to send him a text. Was it a bit more than a text this time? Uh, well, I rang Brayton Astor and he said he couldn't play. So I was actually, Timmy was the last 5'8 that was standing. So pretty much uh, great to have him back in camp. It doesn't take long for Jimmy to warm to everyone. And uh, already you can see that the place has got a different personality. He's a big game player, isn't he? Well, he's had some pressure put on him. And the last two games, he's been great. He won the game with a field goal in the last five minutes on the weekend and set up a try earlier in the game as well. And I think you know, himself most really understands that we need his, to play better at the start of the year and we had expectations of what, how he should have been playing. And he just sees he's come to this now. And I think the pressure's helped him and he's, he's come good. Is that what it come down to, just the last few games with, you know, I guess him replacing Walker now? Yeah, just the partnership with Nathan. Uh, the fact is they had a big game on the weekend. They won it at the death. tells you that you know, they're our best opportunity to handle the pressure. Old man with a cool head who's been recalled. Does it sound familiar? Uh, let's hope so. Let's hope he's got the same ending. But the big thing is we need to make it happen. And I'll pick players that I know are going to go over and make it, make it happen. And that's just that's how the team was picked. Let's just see how, the, how it falls after that. Pretty biggest talking points, obviously, the troll. No, the troll. That must have been difficult. That's the hardest thing I've had to do. Um, the great thing was he scored a couple of tries today. And I just hope he gets his smile back and his swagger and it won't be too long before he's playing ref footy. When did you make that decision? Was that today? That's today. It was all made today. Was it purely formed with the troll? Or what's the Well, the biggest one, we have expectations up at Suncorp and we made sure he didn't meet those expectations. Um, we really need our players to work hard for each other, and at the end of the day, Queensland wanted more than us, which is a, a bit of a shame. And um, I suppose Latrell, he's a bit of a consequence of that. When you say expectations, is that purely on field? There's a bit of speculation about off field. Can you, no, can you just say? Mate, his week was fantastic. There was nothing to do with anything off the field, it was purely on the field. That's new. Yeah, well, he was in a grand final winning team last year, made a big decision to go to Parramatta and uh, pretty consistent the whole season. And uh, one thing that we've made sure he troubled is, is having trouble getting out of trouble. And he's a big body and he does that very well for Parramatta. So I think he's coming at the right time. Also just on Blake, I mean, he was devastated not being picked the first, you know, in the first game. Um, but he sort of didn't kick stones. He, you know, stuck solid. Yeah, and it was one of the phone calls that makes coaching worthwhile when I rang him and he's on his way home from the game last night and uh, that's one of the real positives about being a coach. When you say off-field troubles, do you look at doing a, a, a boost band for camp or something like that? No comment. Um, Finucan, like form, brilliant. He's been great. It's good to see him in. For a long time, for about 10 years. So, you know, blokes like... Uh, <laughs> exactly, it has been. And you know, blokes like Josh Jackson, Dale Finucan, um, you know, they just, they're just tireless. They just work so hard and they put their body through so much. And that's once, once again, that was a really nice phone call to make to Dale and say, you know, you finally made it and you just know what you're going to get from Dale Finucan. And you also um, welcome Daniel Safidi into the side as well. Yeah, great to see. He's got a nice big smile. He's a big body. Uh, when you lose someone like David Clemmer, you, you, you just can't replace them sort of people. But uh, they work together. Uh, he knows what's expected, and I think he's been doing a great job for Newcastle. Wade Graham got a recoin to the side as well. He must have been excited after coming back from nine months out of the game. Yeah, I think given the circumstances, last year we, we led from the front. We won the first game, so we didn't have to deal with this. I think the experience of Wade Graham, even Blake Ferguson coming back, is really going to help us over there. How about Josh Morris, Freddie? Uh, you had a pretty good game in game one. It's been disappointing not to be there. And 
having Jack come into the centres off the bench and do the change-up? Yeah, well, Jack will be on the left-hand side. Um, Josh Morris, I think. Uh, the fact is, uh, Tom Trebojevic, we just need to get him in the team somewhere, but we really appreciate Josh's efforts in the first game, scored a great try. So, you know, if anything was a problem, he'll straight back in, but it's just the fact that Tom Trebojevic, we just need to get him in the team. You must be confident that they're all right playing in the centres. Obviously, Tom playing at fullback, and Jack plays when in Canberra at yeah, they've both played centre before. Uh, Tom's played for Australia in the centres and Jack's played in the centres for Canberra, so I'm very confident they can do the job. We've got a, a week to uh, prep the boys and get them used to the people they're going to defend with and attack with, And but I'm very confident that uh, they'll be comfortable playing in those positions. Oh, one more quick one, Tarek Sims back in the side as well. He'd be pretty stoked and he gives you that enforcer role too, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, and we missed that in the first game. Um, the fact was, I think... We sort of really looked after Tyson in the first game and that's uh, why we chose Angus over Tarek this time. Uh, Boyd Corner's going in with a bit of an injury. so um, And like I said, we get that in very aggressive and we miss that in the first game. No. What will um, like Boyd sort of not obviously train for long? Well, we've got to find out what, uh, what state his ankle's in actually. So he's played the last two games. I think he ran for about 160 metres this afternoon for the Roosters. So... That's the sort of leadership we needed at, uh, in our team. Thanks, mate. Thank you. New South Wales Blues coach Brad Fittler there talking about the host of changes, seven changes. He did mention he hadn't spoken to Latrell Mitchell, which we just went across. The next change we want to talk about is James Maloney. He's taken Cody Walker's spot. He's played 12 games of State of Origin. What does he bring into this side? Will he get them the win in Perth? He was their best player last year, mm. and, I, and I know Penrith started the year slow, but I was... He was one of their best last year. Well, him, him and Tedesco with, and Tom, they were the best three. And, and, and Brandy said last year after Game 2, without James Maloney, New South Wales don't win this series. He, he, he controlled the team. He was wearing the number six, but he was the general in the field, and he orchestrated everything that New South Wales did last year. I was surprised he wasn't there in Game 1. Uh, for me, I just wonder with his mindset, though. You're not, you get overlooked by Cody Walker for Game 1, after you win the series, and then in game two, Mitchell Pierce was going to come in and he was going to get overlooked again. At the 11th hour, he's the last man standing and say, hey, Jimmy, hey, by the way, we've got no one left. Can you come and play? What does that do to his mindset going into this game? What's that look for? I just, listening to Michael, my colleague, Michael Chambers, <laughs> look, James Maloney, if you sit down and watch him play, could throw with three intercepts, miss 15 tackles. The game's on the line. I don't think New South Wales have a better option at the moment than James Maloney. He will walk in there like Conor McGregor walking into the ring. His confidence, he just, he has amnesia. If he makes a mistake, you wouldn't know. When it comes down to the crunch, he comes up with the big plays more often than not. And that's what got him over the line. That performance last night, regardless of the whole Pierce situation, he was high in calculations. He slots a field goal to win that game. And time and time again, he's proven in his career that he will come up with the big plays, no matter what's gone on the 79 minutes before. So I think that he walks into camp, and you heard Freddie, he bounces into camp with a full confidence knowing that they need him to be the best, and he will be. Let me ask you this, Jamie. So you hand Nathan Cleary the keys in game one. Now, James Maloney comes back into this team. I don't think Nathan Cleary had the keys in game one. I think it's Damian Cook and James Tedesco's team. Oh, mate. They're the two best players in the competition. What say about your halves then if you're not going to give them the control of the team? Now look, Nathan Cleary, had, he was the seven and Cody Walker was there out to play a bit of a... Chemis, not, mate, I'm, halves take a while to mature, okay? Well, all I'm halves take is, a while to mature. Is Maloney the man that has to go back there and did what he did last year? Maloney will come in and play the game that him, he will play for Penrith. 
and that's got them four wins in a row. Mm. That's put them their season somehow back in calculations to make the eight. He'll go out there and play like it might be his last game for New South Wales. You don't think that desperation won't, you know, well, I love the go on and, and get emotional around other players and come up with those big plays? Well, all I'm saying is I think they need to give them the keys like they did last year and let Nathan feel his way into the game. We've got, the two, we've got two of the best players in the competition in Cook and Tedesco. What you, you can have a couple of you can have a couple of people in and around. Origin isn't big sweeping plays; it's moments, and we lost moments in in game one last year. We won the moments for years. We watched Queensland win the moments. I've been in a series where Queensland won the moments. Well, Tedesco and Cook didn't let us down in game one. That's Just direction and game management and getting to the points on the field and executing those plays let us down. Okay, so so, that, so he has to come in and do that part of the yeah. job. That's right. That yeah. doesn't mean he has to control and be telling everyone and, and it's his way or the highway. He has to come in and fit in with James Tedesco and Damien Cook and be a part of that system. Nathan Cleary has to up his involvement. He needs to run the ball more. And I think with James Maloney being the foil there for him, he feels comfortable, he will get more involved in the game. And New South Wales need that. What about, you talk about uh, no Latrell Mitchell and then that having effect on him mentally, what effect does it have on Cody Walker mentally to come in and play one game and then get scrapped? Yeah, that's that's a tough one. And Cody was probably a little bit harshly done by in terms of I thought his second stint when he came back on was outstanding. He really looked lively and got the pace of the game. And sometimes you can have that. And you go through an origin series and all of a sudden you look back and you're like, well, game one I had a chance, game two, and you're in a decider. And I just don't think they could have taken the chance with, and they, they had some problems defensively. Mm. What you get with James Maloney is you get a defender that, yeah, he's going to miss tackles, but you get a talker. You get a, a, a person that just doesn't stop the whole time. Here comes Ponga. Here comes, you know, here comes Munster. Here comes Cherry Evans. Talk, talk, talk. And then you talk your way out of situations. Now with White and a big body, and then you've got Addo Carr, who is a little bit hesitant coming up and in. So they'll be a lot more calmer on that left-hand side with Maloney there. Well, Maloney does have the Blues number six jersey. Let's take a listen to what he had to say a little earlier. Jimmy, how did you get the news? Uh, yeah, Freddie gave me a buzz and asked me if I was ready to go. And I said, yes, I am. Let's do it. So, um, yeah, pretty excited. Uh, obviously, a little bit disappointed uh, to miss game one, uh, even though it probably wasn't you know, completely unexpected. Uh, yeah, excited to get back and uh, yeah, try and level this series up. Did you have this going into last night's game? This, this on your mind? No, I, I didn't. As soon as I'd sort of, um, you know, missed out on game one, me, you know, Penrith, we weren't going that well. And, you know, I sort of set myself and I said, right, I've got six weeks of Penrith here. We can really get this season back on track. And, um, you know, that's where my focus was. And, you know, I didn't sort of read into it much of the talk. I wasn't sort of worried about it. And, you know, we've sort of turned things around at Penrith. And, I think that's helped uh, get me here. Surely when you saw that ball sail over last night, you know, late in the game to win the match, you must have had something on your mind. Oh, I was just I was just glad it went through because I thought we made it a lot harder than we probably needed to last night. But, um, yeah, just nice to keep a bit of momentum rolling out there. Well, you seem diplomatic after the game. You, you wish Mitch and um, Nathan all the best. In a matter of hours, things have sort of turned around. Apart from pinching yourself, what do you feel you've got to do to even the series? 
Oh, look, I think, I think my role in the in the side will be a lot uh, a lot similar to what it was last year. Um, you know, there's still a, a lot of young boys here that are you know reasonably new to this arena, and um, you know the experience I bring and uh, helping Nathan take a bit of pressure off him and steer him around the park. Hopefully, we can do that well. And um, you know, I already had a look at the weather for Perth, and it's meant to be a bit wet apparently. So you know, things like kicking game and that will be really important. Did you think that was it, Jimmy, when you got stopped for game one? Did you lose hope about wearing it again? Oh, I don't know, really. If you know me, I don't think that much. So <laughs> it's probably. I just sort of it was what it was, you know. Uh, um, you know, I, I think I was, you know, probably having uh, got the job done last year. Probably, uh, you know, just put a lid on a bit of. You know, the real desire and, you know, something that was sort of eating me away that, you know, I hadn't sort of been part of that, you know, and, you know, if it was time that, you know, your time was up and it was, you know, some of these young kids guys that are going to, you know, go on to the future, then, you know, I was sort of happy with that, you know, even though, you know, I'd still love to be here and I'm stoked to be back, you know, I um, always love pulling the jersey on, but, you know, at some point it's it's going to be your last one. What are your thoughts on the rest of the side? Uh, to be honest, I haven't seen all of it yet. <laughs> so, yeah. I know he just right. got named and, yeah, well, I'm rooming with Jack White and he literally, just before I come down, he, he just said, I think he's playing outside me. So, um, yeah, ex- excited. Played with Jack at country uh, level and that before. and uh, I think he's playing some really good footy. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Surprised the not there. one of the best Yeah, like, look, you know, it is what it is, I think, you know. Um, it's it's a harsh environment in uh, state of origin. You sort of, you know, decisions are made on on one-off performances, and you know, at the end of the day, like, we've got a really good coach and selection panel. And they know what's going on and they know what's best. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll back the, the guys that are there. We've, we'll have a really strong side, and they will be out there squaring the series up. Thanks, Thanks mate. James Maloney there. Now we'll move on to the New South Wales forwards before we get to Queensland. We will get to them in just a minute. But a few changes there. We've got Daniel Saifidi and Dale Fanukin making their debuts for the side over in Perth. Uh, maybe we should compare the forwards and see, because you, you lose a lot when you don't have David Clemmer on the side. Yeah, they will lose a lot, actually, New South Wales. He was tremendous, the best forward on the field in game one. And we'll have a look at there. David Clemmer this year. Uh, 1,900 metres compared to, you know, Paul Vaughan's close, but Daniel Saifidi's come out of left field there. I know the Knights have been on a bit of a run, but a lot of people are surprised to see his name there. But it's a, it's a reflection of New South Wales' position at the moment in terms of that's, you know, the depth in the front row stocks. They've lost Jordan McLean through injury. Obviously, David Clemmer's out. Uh, and and it's Payne Haas is obviously unlucky as well. He's had a hamstring injury. So Daniel Saifidi thrown into the cauldron. Just, it's a big ass. That forward pack there is lacking a bit of size, Jamie. Do you think that's going to be an, an, an issue for them come game day? No, I don't. I think that David Clemmer is a huge loss. And when you replace him with someone that's been a team that's won six games out of their last seven, and you talk about picking guys that are in form, then Daniel Saifidi's been in form. What he did against the Burgess boys was impressive. And sure, it might have come from left field, but if, you, if you're David Clemmer's partner and you ring Clemmer and he recommends Saifidi, then... Yeah, that has to hold a little bit of weight going into you know, this do-or-die clash over in Perth. So I think the mix of the team's great. I like the addition of the back row in terms of Fanuk, and I think he's been outstanding for Melbourne. But then you add Tarek Sims. Now, here's a guy. If we talk about Gagai goes to a different level, Ben Hunt when they put on the Maroons jersey, Tarek Sims 
if you cut him open, there'd be blue blood roll out. So <laughs> he will he will just go absolutely bananas over in Perth. And I think what Freddie, you could see in his eyes, if he had to have one pick over again, I think he picks Tarek Sims in for game one, knowing how aggressive he, he can be anywhere on the field. Another player who potentially has blue blood running out of him if you cut them in half, Tom Travojevic, who's back. He was absolutely sensational playing for Manly today against the Dragons. He ran 339 metres, had nine tackle breaks, a try, two try assists. He was simply sensational. Yeah, and he gets, you know, it's Turbo and Gerbo. you got Tommy Trebojevic and Jake Trebojevic. So You're coming up with all of it today. Look, it, when, when a guy plays like this, I mean, last week I, I did his game and he was very rusty and, yeah, there was some hesitance, I guess, in, in really striding out with that hamstring. What he did today, and you were there firsthand, Katie, absolutely outstanding. Yeah, he was, and when Freddie said he had to have him in the team, he just, you pick your best 17, and uh, he's surely in that best 17. Well, what they do get with Tom Trebojevic and Blake Ferguson is some, some coming out of your own, coming out of your own half, they get some meterage there, which they didn't really have in that first game, getting out of trouble, they sort of got stuck in their own half for a while there, so that's a, a big inclusion, Tom Trebojevic. Uh, I want to ask you, Jamie, Wade Graham, because there's no obvious utility there, but do you see him playing big minutes or do you see him just sitting there waiting for his opportunity? X Factor. I think he can come onto that left edge. I think Boyd Courtner will get the opening stages out of the way and then you'll see Wade Graham, who's one of my favourite players in the competition, come onto that left-hand side, be the perfect foil. He can take some pressure, he can kick downfield and they can use Adokar's speed because you can't hang off Wade Graham. He's got a kicking game, he's strong, he's tough, he's built for origin. So you look at that team now... And you look at the three, the centres and the wing on that right-hand side, they're all tall. You know, you've got Gagai and the Fox, they measure off, but then you look the other side, Oates is tall. Mm. So now you've got a tall winger in Ferguson who's physical, and now they can go hammer and tong. They went, you know, they matched up yesterday and Ferguson probably got the points over Oates. So, look, I think when we, when we settle down and the dust clears, sure, the Latrell Mitchell one is probably the biggest surprise. Cody Walker hard done by, but it's a pretty good team still on paper. Isn't it fantastic to see Dale Finucane's name there? He's been working hard for many years, hasn't got his chance, he's been overlooked countless times and he's in there and it's a just reward, mate. He's been one of Melbourne's best for you know, the last three years in terms of consistency week in, week out. He won't let them down, but obviously, as I said earlier, the size factor there, there's just a not, a lot, not a lot of big men available for New South Wales at the moment, but yeah, congratulations. Well, you're not, yeah, I mean, you're not looking, we go into the Queensland side, Katie, you're yeah. not looking at, they haven't got massive guys. I mean, Papali up front, and then you've got Napa who's changed in. Now, Napa's not going to play extended minutes. They really lose Jai Arrow mm. for me. That's a huge loss for Queensland. He's been one of their form forwards, you know, last series. He came off the bench one game, then he started. But what he just does, cleaning it up, and his second half in Origin 1 was outstanding. He just does so much of that clean-up work. The Titans missed him on the weekend right at the death there. And I just think that's a huge loss for, for Queensland going forward. He's such a tough player as well. Even Kevy Walters said in commentary, oh, no, he, he's right, he'll be right, he'll be right. And you can see in that vision, unfortunately, 6 to 12 weeks, which is so disappointing for him and, of course, the Titans. But in this Queensland side, there is only two changes. They did win 18-14. Of course, it's Uncorps. Stadium, can they do it again in Perth? Yeah, I think they go in as favourites, and especially considering it's a short turnaround. They, they land in Perth some players tonight, some tomorrow. It's six days to prepare for this game. And given the minimal changes in key positions to the Queensland side, you'd have to say they're favourites. New South Wales have got a lot of work to do in six days. Jamie, you'd know you've had a 10-day preparation three times that you've played Origin. How hard is it to build combinations when you don't know blokes outside of you? 
Well, they know each other because you heard James Maloney's played with Jack White in a country level. Obviously, the halves play together and they played together last year, the spine in the winning series. So Not regularly. Yeah, well, you're never going to play with those players regularly unless they're in, unless they're in origin or unless they're in your side. So uh, I think that the combinations will be fine. Look, we need to just pump the brakes a little bit. Okay, Queensland will go over as favourites. We understand that. Minimal change. But... New South Wales have picked a team now that's certainly more than capable of going over and beating Queensland and coming back to New South Wales and ANZ Stadium won all. So have you both tipped New South Wales? For yes. Too? I, haven't, I haven't wavered from New South Wales. You don't, you don't think this reeks of panic at all? Look, there's some changes there, but they, they lost game one. They had to look at the, the tape. And when you sit back and watch the tape, maybe some of the players, you know, maybe they, their standards weren't met from what Freddie talked about in his press conference. Well, so they had to make some changes. So for me, if you want more out of Nathan Cleary, then you pick his halves partner in James Maloney. They've won four in a row. You can't blame that. Daniel Saifidi comes in. They've won six out of their last seven. Jack Whiten, probably the surprise of the year in, in transforming his position and play for Canberra. They're in the top four. So there's guys coming in that are all in... Dale Finucane, they lead the competition. So it's not like they've picked you know, the, the bottom half of the table and they've no. gone, oh, we, we've got guys in just for the sake of it. Freddie realises the series is on the line in Perth. He's... Yeah, you know, his series is on the line as well. Well, Freddie's never been in this situation. This is his first real test in origin. In terms of backs against the wall, what do you do? Because we see last year they won the first two games of the series. They went into it. They basically didn't make any changes unless they were forced. This is Freddie's first real test Look, with his back against I, the wall. I trust the brain's trust of Brad Fittler, Danny Badiris, Brandy and Joey in and around that circle, I think that they've come up with the right team that they think can get the job done. doesn't matter what we think, we can sit here and analyse it till the cows come home. If those four people think that they can get the job done in Perth, then that's who we've got to back. Well, I think they thought they could get the job done in Suncorp Stadium Okay, as well and they, they get another shot But making seven, making seven changes, surely that's not great for a team who's trying to bond in a short turnaround to play game two. I, couldn't, I don't even care. I don't care, care? If they, I don't care if they bond. I want them to win. Well, you've got to work on your combinations. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Katie, it's Is all right. Time? Don't panic. Jack I'm, White. I'm panicky. Jack White. in my Jack, phone of voice. <laughs> okay, relax. Jack White and Josh Adakar, they would have played together. Indigenous All-Stars have been around. They know how to handle things. Okay. Turbo and Fergo, they've been in and around systems before. And then you have a look at Maloney and Cleary. So for me, I'm, I'm still going over quite confident at Perth. All right, everybody can calm down. I'm calm. I hope you're all calm. So your Blues, your Blues. I actually tip Blues for game two as well. Anything else you want to get off your chest, gents, before we wrap things up? Just let's spend the week getting behind them, if you're a New South Wales fan. Yeah, if you're a New South Wales fan. If you're a Queensland fan, don't get behind them and make sure you keep cheering on Kevy. I hear that he's uh, feeling very, very confident and fresh going into Game 2 and I'm not sure if he's seen the coach whisper again this week. But um, Game 2 will kick off, of course, in Perth at 7.50 Australian Eastern Standard Time at Optus Stadium, live and exclusive on Channel 9. Make sure you tune in. We'll have all the highlights on nrl.com and we'll be back on Friday for another special edition of Inside the NRL. Until then, have a good one.